Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Go ahead and just have prayer. Um, Lord God, I thank you once again for the day. I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, I ask that you just come in on tonight, open up our hearts and our minds to receive your word, God. Lord, I just pray that your words will go forth and not my own. In Jesus' name I pray, thank God, and amen. Okay, so um, while this camera is still loading, um, let's review just briefly. So we are in the book um, Priority Time Addicted to God's Word by Chris Conley. And we are currently on, I believe it is devotional three, yeah. Day three of part four in the book, right, with the devotionals. Um, We are still looking at Philippians chapter one. And we just went over uh, Philippians chapter one, verses 15 through 18. Okay. So last week, Right, we kind of started talking about, you know, our feelings towards people who don't always necessarily have the uh, most genuine, right, most genuine or uh, sincere intentions when it comes to, you know, professing the gospel and telling of God's word. Right, and we uh, had some questions um, that Conley kind of brought to our attention, right? Things that we tend to ask when we look at people in certain arenas, right? And it's like, you you know, we ask this, but we're really saying another thing entirely. And ultimately comes down to a heart issue. Right, so just briefly, we're going to go uh, pick up from that part, right? We're going to look at those questions again. Uh, we're going to get into our side note, and we're going to continue on um, with this lesson, okay? You just give me a moment, okay? All right. So hopefully... <laughs> this records because I know, you know, I, I keep trying to make sure there's at least a recording for those who aren't always able to um, attend these, right? I'm basically using uh, my laptop and essentially this phone, so we will see. And it's not, the camera's not working, so unfortunately. I will not have a recording for this, but that's okay. Uh, I will think of what to do in the future 
to make sure that, you know, at least like a brief summary, I guess, um, for those who aren't able to call in. But for now, those who are on are on. And, you know, if I do manage to get something together later in the week, then that's fine too. But we had to do the best of what we have. So, okay, going back, right, um, like I said, when we're looking at people in certain positions, Right, specifically, maybe those people who are over a megachurch or a televangelist, or in today's time, right, we got a, a social media wave of you know ministers and pastors, right. When we're looking at these people, you know, we ask these questions like, why is someone like that on TV? You know, we're really asking, you know, why is that person on TV instead of me, right? Uh, why don't people see that they're fake? You know, what we're really saying is, why don't people see that I'm real? Right? And then that last question, how can that person be successful? But what we're really asking is, how can that person be more successful than me? And so, again, just going over our side note, right? If we're not careful, uh, we'll end up putting the focus on ourselves rather than. Uh, Christ and the gospel, okay? And there's a, a quote from Conley, and he says, Time and time again, sin expresses itself through my life when I feel the desire to judge or be critical of others, okay? Uh, when we put someone down, we are actually trying to lift ourselves up. Oftentimes, what I dislike in others is really what I dislike about myself. And it's amazing because, you know, we don't, we don't tend to see it that way, right? Oftentimes, we, you know, look at other people and it's like, look at them. And again, I think we kind of mentioned that, right? We look at people who are super wealthy. I'm talking about mega, mega rich, right? And you, you look at them, it's like, man, you know, they're not even doing anything with that money. They're just greedy and blah, 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 blah. Like, I've been there. And then God has had to expose my heart to me, like, well, you know, when I give you just a little bit of an increase, what do you do with that money? Do you give like you're supposed to, or do you hoard it? Right? Uh, you know, are you investing back into good things, or are you just you know, using it for yourself. And then if somebody tries to ask you, right, after I just gave you that increase, if they try to ask you for some money, you look at them like they're crazy, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's it's a similar thing, right? We, like I said, we don't think of it that way, but genuinely it's like what you're really seeing are things that are also in you that you don't like, right? So you're, you know, we tend to judge people for things that we do. Um, so we, you know, we have to be careful or mindful of those things, right? So continuing on, right? Uh, if we examine Paul and his response, again, we talked about that too, right? That our response makes a difference, right? People are watching the way that we respond and how we respond to other people and things, Okay. So when we examine Paul and his response, and again, this is a paraphrase, but 
uh, he didn't focus on the person preaching. He didn't make it about the preacher. As long as the message was Christ, he rejoiced. Why? The hope of the world is Christ, not perfect preachers. Ooh, deep sigh. <laughs> right. I think that, you know, even for myself, we have to be careful, we have to be mindful that we do not get or we don't make idols out of, you know, people that we are, you know, looking up to or admiring in ministry. Um, whether it's in a creative sphere, right, poets who, you know, are doing gospel poetry or things of that nature. I won't say gospel poetry, but they're basically doing poetry for the Lord, right? Um, singers, right? You have uh, singers and artists who are going out and they're singing, they're doing their thing. Um, you have, or even within the church, right, we will make an idol out of the pastor. And in, I think we've mentioned that as well in a previous lesson, how it's like, oh, my pastor said, my pastor told me, and it's like, okay, your pastor isn't God, though. Right? And so we have to remember that at the end of the day, these are people who are human, like you, who make mistakes, like you. Right, um, you know, and we also have to remember. I think it's in, in Matthew, right? We have to be careful that we don't hold a ruler to people, right? Because God is going to take that same ruler and, and use it to measure us, like where we stand with Him. So, it's like, we have to be careful that you know, man, I can't believe you have these super high standards for people, and it's like the standard is not perfect people. The standard is Christ. Christ is the standard. Christ should be our focus. Um, you know, again, and Kali has talked about that in previous lessons, right? It's not about uh, what you don't do or what you, you know, what you do, right? Oh, I, I go to church every Sunday and um, I go to Bible study every, you know, Wednesday for us, right? Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, right? For the ladies. Is Tuesdays and Thursdays for everybody else. Thursday, uh, you know, I I read my Bible every day. I have quiet time for at least two hours. One on the weekends, I have it for eight hours. You know, and it's like that's great. But what does your heart look like? Is Christ the center of what you're doing? Like just just being transparent with y'all, I this this particular week have been feeling like distant from God because I was caught up in this kind of like routine type thing and feeling like okay, God, I'm doing all the right things, but it feels like <laughs> I still feel like I'm somehow I'm drifting away from you. Like what's happening and needing that reminder, like. Christ is not the center, right? Christ has to continuously be the center. He has to be my focus. 
It's like you don't have the quiet time just to say you have the quiet time. It's not something to check off on your on your to-do list and, oh, you start getting into this routine. So lately he's been having to break up that routine to get me back into that intimate space with him where he is my focus, right? So, you know, our main goal is to profess Christ. Are they teaching the word? Now, we know they're going to be false prophets, but are they, are, is this particular person teaching the word of God? Are they rightly dividing the word of truth? Yes? Okay. Moving on. Right? Who cares if he wore J's while he was, while he was preaching and teaching? Did he teach the word of God? Is Christ going forth? That should be the focus. Right. So, the thing to remember is that none of us deserve the right to profess Christ. And again, this is another quote from Conley. However, by God's grace, we should strive to be above reproach and do everything possible to model the life of Christ. That is your, again, that is your, your main goal, right? Um, really went to a, a, a Bible study today. Um, somebody invited me out. It was like a women's, I suppose it was a women's Bible study with a lot of women. Um, and it was over Zoom, and uh, surprisingly it was um, the host, and the majority of the people holding, hosting the homes that were in South Africa. So that was awesome. But that reminder today is like, yeah, we all need to make sure, right, that we are, you know, we are in alignment with God's will, right? Or as we were talking about in the Bible study, make sure you have on your garment, right, talking about the king's banquet and the kingdom of God and, Make sure we have on our garments. Make sure you have your garment on. It's not for you to sit there and judge other people whether or not they got their garment on. Do you have your garment on? Because at the end of the day, God is going to come to you. He's going to be judging you. You are the one who's going to have to be able to stand in the day of judgment. It's not here. You're going, well, what about them and what about them? But I'm talking to you. I'm coming to you. Right? So, rather than judging others, let's rejoice that the word is being preached. I don't know why it just came up, but we have to be careful that we are not judging people um, for, like, how how they profess the word of God. God has given each and every one of us the ability to be creative in some form of aspect. Um, he has made us very unique. At the same time, right, we, have, we might have some similarities and some things in common, but each and every one of us is unique in our own way, right? So just because someone does not worship or praise or even preach the Word of God the way you like it or the way you think it ought to be done doesn't mean it's wrong. Right? Again, are they preaching the truth? Because, yeah, you got a lot of entertainers out there. Let's 
Let's be real. And they might sound entertaining and it might sound good, but at the end of the day, is it really the word? Is that really the truth? You know, it was something recent. I was on Instagram, and uh, this woman, it was like a video of this woman, and, you know, she was saying things about God, and, you know, things that she was saying, it was accurate, right? It, it, lined, it lined up. But here's the problem, right? As soon as I liked her post, um, it, you know, it started, the algorithm started recommend, making recommendations for things related to, like, uh, Islam and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I go to the woman's page, and I start seeing some things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nope. I'm glad I didn't follow you, ma'am. Because Instagram would have been real confused. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there. It sounds Christ-like. Sounds really good. You know, but is it Christ? Maybe, again, you may not like the way they do it, but God gave them to them that way. He, he made them that way. The biggest concern is, is it is it God's word? Is it God's truth? That's what our focus should be. Right. So, continue on. This is another quote from Conley. Uh, the moment we judge someone's motive is the moment we become guilty of the very sins we are judging. There is an appropriate place for developmental feedback. There is a time, place, and way to evaluate truth and fight against heresy. But if Christ is being preached, don't judge the motives. Simply rejoice. Why? Because it's not about the preacher, it's about the receiver. <laughs> Again, you know, the minute we make it about ourselves, and the minute, you know, it becomes about how I feel and I don't know, and you know, but how, you know, I just, I just think that they're crooked. Do you understand that when you start trying to judge people's motives, you are essentially trying to make yourself God because God is the only one with the ability to judge someone's heart, Right? That's why we also have to be careful when we say things like, oh, God knows my heart. Yeah, he does know your heart. He knows your heart so well. That's why he ain't answered that prayer you've been asking for. Right? That's why he didn't allow certain things in your life. That's why he had to close some doors in your life because of your heart. That's why he had to push some people away because of your heart. Right? And you can lie to everybody else. You can lie to everybody else and you can put on this little show and, oh, I love the Lord, but he knows your heart. He knows your motives. He knows why you do what you do. He knows why you said what you said. Even when you talk about, oh, I didn't mean it, but you did. He knows that. Right? So he's the only one who has the ability to discern, you know, why someone is doing what they're doing, their motives for doing it. 
And if that person really has impure motives, God will address that in his own time, right? We kind of talked about that too, right? God is a just God. God is always watching and noting things. But that also goes for us as well. So while you're judging this person, you are trying to do God's job. You're making yourself God. And it's like, that's not for you. That's not your place. Right? At the end of the day, if some people, regardless of how you feel about that person, if those people that they're preaching to, right, the receivers, come to know who Jesus is through that messenger, that's where we should be rejoicing in. Because, man, now we got some more souls in the kingdom of God. We have some more people who are now part of the body. Right? It, it's a celebration when someone gives their life to Christ. But we're so busy looking at the people, you know, and everything else, we miss that. So, yeah, we should be rejoicing that, you know, more and more people are coming to know who Jesus is. That's what we should be doing. Okay? So I do have, like, a what I like to call my nuggets. Right, my little my little uh, reminders, right, and that is God doesn't need defending; He only needs me to get out of the way. God doesn't need you to defend Him. Uh, I think we talked about that in in women's Bible study, but God doesn't need me to to defend Him because He's strong enough on His own. The gospel is strong enough to hold its own. He doesn't need me to defend him. He just needs me to get out of the way. He needs me to humble myself. He needs me to submit. He needs me to obey. Right? He needs me to trust him. But he doesn't need any defending from me. Right? It's not my job to call people out. It is not my job you know, like you said, there's a time and a place for feedback, right? And even in that, it's like you, you know, we will have a, a tendency to go and tell people stuff and and have and really sit there and be like, yeah, God wanted me to say No, God didn't tell you to say that. No, he didn't. That's all you. That was all your flesh. God didn't tell you to say that one. Okay. So it's like, God doesn't need your help. He knows. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful, right? And he's at all places at all times. He does not need your help. But he does need you to get out of the way. <laughs> okay? So we have our personal application questions for this part of the of the devotional, okay? The first question is, where are you judging someone's motives? Okay. So I personally answered, right, personal application. Lately on social media, YouTube, Instagram, basically social media. Um, at least at the time when I, I did this lesson, I would say, I don't know, I guess, yeah, yeah, to a certain degree. Um, 
there was like a YouTuber I ended up having to unsubscribe from him because he was saying things I didn't wholeheartedly agree with. Um, and it was like, eh, I don't know about this guy. But again, right, when you find yourself judging people's motives, you know, then it's like, okay, you need to check your own heart, right? So lately that was my issue, okay? Uh, second question is, how do you put people down in order to lift yourself up? Ew. And I wrote, uh, there are times I judge people by what they do or say and how I don't do or say those things. Or I create this measuring stick of greatness if we have similar gifts or do similar things. I've also caught myself judging someone for what I feel like is putting on a performance because when I listen to recordings of myself, I don't think I sound as energetic or eloquent, right? Um, basically calling out my own insecurities. And that's the thing about personal application. If you're not willing to be honest when you're doing your quiet time with the Lord, at that point you're really just lying to yourself. Because God knows you inside and out. But the thing about God is he knows where you struggle at. But he is not going to come in and forcibly, uh, you know, make make some changes or whatever. He is going to wait on you to say, okay, Lord, I, I surrender, right? I'm giving this over to you, right? It, essentially, it's like going to the doctor. I think we, we've used this example before, but it's like going to the doctor and you know that you're sick. You know that there's an, an illness or something going on. And when the doctor's like, okay, so what's the insurance problem? Oh, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. I actually just came to see how you were doing. Are you sure? Because it seems like you got a really bad lift there. Maybe we ought to take a look at that leg. No, no, I'm good. Great. <laughs> Ever better. You know, and then you might even lie on that. Uh, you know, this has always been the way that I've walked. It's just, you know, this is how I walk. You know, i got to have a little swagger in my step. You know, Doc? We do that with God. Right? So be honest when you're doing these questions. Be honest. Like don't don't that, that don't just don't. <laughs> don't try to put on your little holy now sanctified fast. Just be just be honest because that's the only way you're going to be able to really start doing things. If you're not willing to confess what you struggle with, how do you expect change to take place? You're giving the enemy places to hide. So confess that thing over, right? Step into the light <laughs> and come out of that darkness, right, so that God can do his best work, okay? So, yeah, realizing I was very insecure, you know, and listening to these people, I'm like, well, you know, they're just, doing too much. And then, like I said, listening back to myself sometimes because sometimes the Lord will have me go back and listen to old recordings to kind of remind me 
what came out of my mouth, right? Like, hey, you said this. <laughs> you confess it with your own mouth, right? And realize, like, ooh, I use a lot of fillers when I talk. Uh, I pause a lot when I talk. Or, you know, I feel like I ramble too much. Or I just don't have enough energy. Maybe if I was more energetic, hint, hint, I would get more views. What do I need to do to get more views? And in a way, having the Bible studies like this has really been a blessing to me because it keeps me humble. I can't see who's on. And that's a good thing because of the fact that God is dealing with my insecurities and uh, this need for, like, uh, praises. Right, but we don't live by the praises of men. I'm, we're supposed to be living for God's will done. <laughs> so those things are definitely things that areas that it's like okay, we got to work on this because that that's got to go. Right. So definitely humility. I told y'all that was my word for the year. Humility. That word alone is like you want to be humble and all of that right there. wouldn't even be that big of a deal for you when you want to be humble. Right. So last question, Uh, what do you need to do to make those relationships right? Okay. For me, this is what I wrote. I need to humble myself. I just told you about humility. I need to humble myself and remember that I'm not perfect either. I also don't deserve to be where I am or have what I have. But by God's grace and mercy, I do. I need to also remember to stay in my lane, let God do his job, yield to the Holy Spirit, especially with my mouth. So those were my responses, and that, you know, is day three Devo. So take time to answer uh, these questions for yourself, right? One, where are you judging someone's motives, or where are you judging someone's motives? Be honest. Where are you judging somebody's motives? Even if it's like a coworker. Right? Like, oh, they're just doing that so they can, you know, get a, a leg up. Where are you judging someone's motives? Whether it's in the church, outside, whatever it is. Where are you judging someone's motives? Two, how do you put people down in order to lift yourself up? Oh, I don't ever do that. Are you sure? You know, something I used to do was I used to look at other women, um, you know, who would be scantily clad. I mean, they still, there's a lot of them still just like that today, right? But even with that, the way I see those women is is all starting to change because, again, God is, is working on me. The way I used to look at them was like, oh, you know, she wants attention or this, that, and the other. I used to really put those women down, and I would lift myself up like, oh, but look, you know, I dress modestly blah, 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 and it took God, you know, deal with me in a poem to show me, it's like, you really want to be them, right? 
because they are getting attention from these men that you feel like you've never gotten. So while you put them down for, you know, walking around half naked or, or whatever, um, you wish you had their body. You wish you had that confidence to just, you know, although we can't really say confidence, right? Um, because when you're doing things like that, you're not an actual confident person, but that's a conversation for another time, right? But it's like you wish you had that kind of boldness, right, to go out there and just just be out there, right, to have this ability to lure men or whatever. Like you wish you were them, and that's really what's in your heart, right? You're angry and you're jealous of them because they get all this attention, because they get all the likes, and you still feel invisible. So to make yourself feel good, you lift yourself up, right? So before you sit there and say, oh, I never tell you, I never do that, really think hard about that. Because whether it's because of somebody's position or they're just a janitor, you know, they're, they're just a janitor. They don't, okay, so you putting somebody down for their job, right? But they got a job and they work hard on that job. I don't care, they're, you know, if they're a janitor, babysitter, whatever. That's their job, right? Or you put down uh, somebody because they're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad. Oh, they ain't even got no job, you know? Or putting somebody down because you make more money than them. Or like I said before, you put you tear somebody down because they make more money than you, so then it's like, oh, they probably don't even, you know, donate to charity. They're probably a selfish, greedy person. <laughs> Right? So it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some area. There's somewhere in there. You put somebody down because of their kids' behavior or whatever, or you put somebody down because of their their marriage. Or maybe they they end up getting divorced. You put them down. Meanwhile, your marriage is kind of shaky. Like, you know, you put somebody down because, you know, you see them going on all these trips or whatever, but really it's like, you know, I wish we had a little bit more romance in our marriage. Whatever it is, I guarantee you there's something. So just be honest once again, okay? So to reiterate, right, first question, where are you judging someone's motives? Two, how do you put people down in order to lift yourself up? Be honest. Three. What do you need to do to make those relationships right? Remember, this is personal application. If I'm not applying the word to myself, then I become a hypocrite. Right? I become that Christian. You want to tell everybody what they need to be doing and how they're not right, but you don't want to deal with the issues where you're not right. Again, and it's like read read Matthew seven. Just read Matthew chapter seven. Okay. And even I would say even read Romans chapters one and two. Clears a lot of stuff up for you. Nice little reality check. So that is our lesson for today. Uh, let's go ahead. And again, I apologize. 
uh, in advance for those um, who are just coming on, we will not have a, a recording because, once again, issues. But, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll see where I can do. I'll put together a backup plan in the future that if something like this happens again, then we'll have something. <laughs> okay. So, on that note, though, we're going to go ahead and close out with some prayer. Lord God, I thank you once again for another day. I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. God, I pray that a word was received on today. I pray, Lord, that you expose those areas where we are um, hypocritical, uh, where we have been judgmental, God, and that you would teach us how to address those issues, how to be more loving, God, and just to walk in a way that is acceptable and pleasing unto you, um, to let you be God, because we are definitely not a good judge of character. We do not have your ability, your divine ability, to know someone's heart, God, but you do. You see the best in us when people have seen absolutely nothing in us, God. So, Lord, we are going to let you do your job, and we are going to humble ourselves and take a step back. But we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank God. And amen. Do those questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, before I close out right now, I just remember I'm supposed to be reading the questions to you guys right um, before we into the next lesson. So for our focus thinking, uh, we do have our two questions, right, for day four for next week. And that is the first. And now, sorry, I need to slow down. So we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, verses 19 and 20. And the first question for focus thinking is, what is Paul depending on for his deliverance. What is Paul depending on for his deliverance? For that, look in verse 19. Okay. Second question, what is Paul's hope regardless of his circumstance, uh, circumstances? And that is verse 20. So what is Paul depending on for his deliverance? Go to verse 19. And then what is Paul's hope regardless of his circumstances? And for that, we'll look at verse 20. Now, for personal application, and looking at this, it seems like there's just only one question uh, for personal application. Okay. And that is, who needs you to pray for them to be delivered from a difficult circumstance. Who needs you to pray for them to be delivered from a difficult circumstance? Okay. So, something to think about. That being said, y'all take care. God bless. Ladies, Please feel free to join us on Tuesday, and everybody have a great weekend.
Bye, guys. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.